I am here for week two of Power Hour with Matt and Tyler. I am here with Brock Wilson, our assistant strength and conditioning coach from Waldorf University. It's Brock's first year here at Waldorf. Very glad to have him. How are you doing today? Uh, Tyler, I'm doing great here. Uh, been a been a good week so far. It's been a long week, but that's how that's how it is. Every every week, whenever we're getting down and dirty, working with it, um, it's good to be here. I appreciate being invited on to the show and looking forward to a good conversation. So we're just gonna start right away with hometown, where you're from, what you did in high school, and what kind of brought you here. I went to high school in. Mount Pleasant, Iowa, down there in southeast Iowa. For those familiar, it's about 45 minutes south of Iowa City in that southeast corner down there. Um, I played four different sports, uh, football primarily, basketball, um, track and field, and then my senior year I golfed instead of running track. And so went through all that, so obviously Athletics was in my in my blood. All my parents were athletes. All my bro- my two brothers are athletes as well. So I wanted to continue that in college. In college, I went to Buena Vista University, which is in Storm Lake, Iowa, Northwest Iowa, total opposite corner. Played football for two seasons, but then after a couple of, a couple of knee injuries, I had to I retired. After after I retired, my I still wanted to be a part of the team. So in order to stay with the team in some kind of capacity I I assumed the role of like a student assistant coach where I would help out during practices and I just go to all the all of their events and all the games and all that and just help out with the day-to-day operations of the team additionally to that because I enjoyed working out as well so I would go in with the team whenever they were in the weight room as well and I would just hang out in there, I'd help coach because I was somewhat familiar with the goings on, and I would help move move things that needed to happen. I'd help groups warm up, I'd help groups start finish off the workout with a core exercise or a little bison tries exercise just to finish it off and get them get them out there. So I was I was kind of like a personal assistant to our our strength coach, and that was really a role that I flourished in well, and that he he allowed me to take some ownership of my involvement on the team and not just be someone standing around while while the team was in there working out. So really thankful for him as well for allowing me to assume that role. Yeah, that, that's like really cool with like saying a student assistant coach because I'm kind of going through the same thing right now with my injury for bowling, which allows me to develop what I want to do with coaching-wise and then also gives me the chance to just be a teammate. But... And you just get all like, the opportunities you still get so you're not missing out with the injury. And then you're saying with how you were on the team and then you went and got hurt with knee injuries and then 
ended up being the strength coach is really well I was thinking while you're saying that was like it was really like really hit me that even though you're on the team you're able to take the leadership still as not being on the actual team and like that's the kind of stuff I feel like everyone's looking to like being able to be a leader even if I know it's hard like at least from some people like when you're not actually on the team and you're the same age it's hard to get like the respect but it sure sounds like you're able to get the respect and everything from your teammates and everything and just with the opportunity you just grew what you wanted to do. Yeah, and part of that came from my history. My uh, my college head coach, head football coach, was was familiar with my dad, and they talked quite a bit. And my dad's a coach, and he's a principal at my high school, so they they understood what kind of person I was, and then they were comfortable with me and the person that I was, and how I'd interacted with the team and how I performed for them. Not necessarily on the field, but like in the classroom and in practice and doing all the things that they need for me to do. So from that, from them being familiar with me and comfortable with me, they were they were more than happy to empower me in a lot of different ways to assume a, a role where where it is kind of a different dynamic than a regular coach would have with their players. It's important it was something that I absolutely was able to deal with with my my own peers and a lot of times guys that were older than me just being a messenger, being kind of like a mediary between the coaching staff and myself and the players, just to talk about how I understood what the coaching staff was trying to do because I've been around football for most of my life and I understand that culture like that. And then being able to communicate that in a different way to the young guys because a lot of times young guys come into a new environment and a new setting and they're just bewildered by some of the things that a coach may say and some of the expectations and then I'm able to pull them aside and kind of like talk them up a little bit and say hey this is why this is why coach is doing this this is what we're looking for here this is one of his expectations and then that and then they're then they're able to use that and be better off for it and so it's just something that I was really good at doing with those young guys and that was part of the leadership role of kind of counseling the younger guys who may not be familiar and me being able to usually help them along and help them get into good positions with the team so that they weren't just kind of grasping at straws in a brand new environment in a place that's hundreds of miles away from their home too. And I was really happy that I was able to accomplish that as well. So definitely with being able to develop as that role that you came into with the football team with your unfortunate injuries of your knees was a huge probably almost blessing for you as opening your eyes like not the blessing with the injury I know that's that always stinks that sound I understood that sound but it kind of opened your eyes kind of I feel like looking what you want to do in the future and it definitely being here a few times with the workouts with the bowling team I've noticed that I think it probably just really translated with you what you do now and how you're able to talk with us as a almost as a teammate kind of like you are a coach but you can get the the relationship wise so it's more as a personal level and people can understand us which always helps people who can't always so some people don't understand and like with your ability to explain it differently to other people definitely is a great like uh, a great trait to have as a coach and then so we're going to switch off from there and I want to ask you so when you do teach athletes now would 
I was curious if you have like a, a lifting philosophy, like what do you look at when you're lifting? Like what is your big focus on when people are lifting and, and how to, like I, I like examples I've heard from the past are like three seconds, like holding it down longer. Like if you have philosophies and if, I'm just curious if you have any of those yourself. So philosophy wise, some of the, some of the standard movements that I like to be able to coach First of all, back squat. I believe that being able to use your legs and move properly when you're bending over and squatting down and moving weight like that, I believe that's important. Um, I, I prefer myself and I love the Olympic lifts, which would be the power clean, which is where you take the, take the weight from the floor and put it on your shoulders in the front. The snatch, when you take it from the, from the ground and then throw it all the way up overhead and then the, the jerk where you take it from your shoulders and push it up over your head. I'm, those are my favorite because they're so highly technical and I, you can get a lot of coaching like that and a lot of good teaching like that too. That's, one of the, that's what I like to do with a lot of my teams. But of course, not every group is gonna do that. Every group that I have will back squat. Not every group is gonna do cleans and snatch and, and push jerk because that's not what their sport requires. Why would you do a why would you do a crazy complex overhead movement for a team that's not an overhead team? Like for cross country that I coach, why would you have them do a super highly technical snatch movement that's that takes probably seven, eight, nine weeks to to teach correctly, which is what I believe. So what I like to do a lot of times is use progressions. We'll start before we can get to back squat, we'll do some, some body weight squats, some movement mechanics, making sure I'm checking all of that. Along with that is mobility, just be able to get, get all the way down in your squat with your movement standards, with my movement standards, to being able to move properly. Do you have the hip mobility, knee flexibility, ankle flexibility, to be able to do things properly? I'm not gonna have someone who can squat down only halfway and then use their back for the rest of the motion, that's not healthy for their back and that's just gonna stunt their lower spine and, and hurt their pelvis and all that. It's not, not a good course of action. So philosophy wise, I would say Olympic lifts are my favorite. And then I, the way I teach the philosophy behind all the movements is breaking it down slowly, progressions, and you got to be able to hit certain checks to be able to move on to the more advanced stuff. And some teams that come in, they're, they work on flexibility a lot, and they, they hit my movement standards right away, and that's awesome. And then some groups or some individuals may be a little bit lacking, where it be their physical activity history, some of their health history, that they have difficulties doing some things, and that's okay too. I've worked a lot uh, at my undergrad I was a student intern with the, with the athletic training room as well. So I'm very, very familiar with being able to pair up the sports rehab side, sports medicine side with the weight room side and how we can progress and be able to mirror what an injured athlete would be doing in the, in the training room with what they're doing in the weight room and how they can do some of that half body stuff if they have a shoulder injury they'll do just one arm stuff and some core and some back so that's that's what I've been 
been able to find works the best is when your sports medicine and your sports training is working in conjunction with each other, working closely and really creating a tight bond between that and having synergy that we're not going to push an athlete way hard in the weight room that's not ready for it and then have them keep having to go into the training room every other week just because they have some new injury that they weren't prepared for and they weren't able to execute due to movements either on the on the playing surface or on the in the weight room yeah that, that kind of I kind of bounced off that when I was kind of I'm gonna say the question first I'm gonna say what I have an opinion of that so the question I want to come up next with is going to be how do you with teaching different athletes how do you focus differently like how do you prepare for each sport is what I'm going to go with and then but like so bouncing off of what you said with the especially with the training room I seem like I always thought that too. I was always guessing that the training room and the lift and the co- strength coaches are always the right hand of the man's to each other, and definitely like the ability to have conversations with them and learn what the people need to work on, and come back and fix it here, so that you're able to grow it, and that when it comes afterwards, it doesn't get back to how it was to begin with, and hopefully keep you away from other injuries as well, and like. That's how, like, we ha- definitely with myself, so I have bad elbow. I, to- I have bad problems with my UCL, and I came here, and I went to their, the training room, and they told me that. So I, last year I had the ability to work with Zach Losak. He was our training coach, and he helped me out with my UCL, and it worked great, and then the wrist came. And then it was just, it was just like back and forth. It was like, as soon as something gets better, something else comes bad. And it's just, so being able to hear that and helpful is very like promising in the future for all of Waldorf athletes for the next few years. That and coupled with what a lot of these athletes don't understand is the, the house that I'm living in, I live with our head athletic trainer, Liam. So they don't, they don't understand that we, we talk a lot too. And then when he's, when he's got students that are injured and he, he tells me like every evening he'll come back and He'll get back after I've made dinner, and I'm kind of sitting down to eat, and he'll come in, and just his first two words are, this person has a sprain here, and they're, they're going to be limited doing this and this, and this other athlete right here is limited in this way. Don't let them try and pull one fast if they're trying to go, too. So a lot of these athletes think they can pull a fast one on us, but they, they don't know that I'm getting the breakdown on their entire situation every evening. That, that's awesome to hear. That's pretty. Yeah, and there's no there's no sneaking around here in the strength and conditioning uh, weight room. So, so now how do you prepare for multiple different sports and different abilities that people have? What is all like the breakdown? So with any sport, we all I always start off with a movement assessment, movement patterns assessment, and and their goals, their end goals for what their sport is. And that's that's before I even meet anyone from the team, is I go through what those, what those sports do a lot of. If it's cross country, they're obviously knee flexion, hip extension, knee flexion, knee extension, hip extension, hip flexion, shoulder movements, all, all that straight line stuff. So everything I'm gonna do is gonna be straight line stuff. A lot of it is unilateral meaning they're, it's one arm working individually, and it's not like you're going to have two arms forward at the same time 
in cross country unless you're pushing someone over and trying to make it to the finish line first. Um, after that, after I find that assessment, I look at what their sport needs are. If it's an endurance sport, I work on using weights as a recovery tool. If it's, if it's an individual low impact sport, I'll look at what joint motions are important and how can we, how can we strengthen those joints. So we'll do, we'll do a lot of lower body stability, lower body strengthening. For a lot of groups, it's just general fitness as well. Like, let's just get stronger overall. Doing, doing bench press correctly also helps you build your core muscles. And doing back squat correctly and deadlift correctly will help you build your core muscles and your posterior chain and your lower back as well. So getting stronger just generally with, with the things that we do is going to help your sport overall as well. And then with every workout, I like to include some sport-specific stuff as well. Be it where if it's a rotational sport, we can do landmine stuff. We can we put the bar on a pivot and we have athletes rotate around, pulling it, pushing it up and overhead, rotating it around their body, mirroring that rotational force. And then if it's just a straight-on sport, then like the straight line sport, then we'll have athletes do straight on up and down mobile, up and down exercises and stuff like that. So it always starts with moves assessment, movement patterns that they do frequently. But we also have to be careful that we don't overuse a certain, a certain motion. For example, I do, I work with our men's wrestling team and they're they are on hands and knees quite a bit, and they, they can get a lot of damage and a lot of pounding and a lot of twisting with their, with their joints and with their knees and elbows and wrists, and they're bracing a lot like that. So, and they're going to get that quite a bit during practice and especially on the mats. So I don't really need to train that on, the, on their back, on their lower body stuff as much because if you feel like that sport already fills that bucket, all, a lot of that posterior on the ground movements, that, that sport is already filling that bucket with quite a bit of water. Let's look at another area where there it's a movement pattern that they don't necessarily hit during their competition and during practice, but a movement pattern that is going to help them quite a bit. They're, they're front squatting a lot because there's a lot of a lot of obviously hip mobility and hip power and being able to drive throughout drive with your legs in a whole bunch of different angles and then bench press obviously because they need good upper body strength just to be able to handle someone that's trying to push and pull and get them off balance and then core stability and mobility as well mobility especially for them because they're getting to they're getting put in an infinite number of angles and different pressures and different different pushes and pulls and different balances that they're not going to be used to. So being able to be mobile and flexible and being able to produce power in a bunch of different areas and a bunch of different but in bunch of different angles is very, very important for them. Yeah, so that was like just listening to how you say you have the the first off, what you do, uh, I can't remember, what, what was it called? Movements assessment. Assessment. I can't remember that. I remember movement. I can't remember assessment. Yeah. 
So yeah, starting off with the movement assessment, it seems like that's exactly how I kind of pictured it, I guess, because I was thinking you're going to have like a baseline for every sport because you don't want to like think one sport and you think there's going to be a nobody's and then they're going to have great sports and then you can see that the difference and definitely you can see like how each sport is different and I'm guessing you do like the research with like each sport because I'm guessing like a sport like bowling I'm, I don't know if you've ever coached bowling for strength and conditioning and I know we're the team that everyone always says that we've never heard of bowling before and it's just like being able to see how you're able to improve us honestly because we're kind of like the lower sport with when people think of that stuff and like it just a huge impact on us and like it's awesome seeing us like seeing the players especially in my point of view because I'm not up there bowling anymore I'm up in the back and I'm watching it's crazy just the few weeks or months like the the month we've been here doing this it's incredible seeing the difference of some of our our athletes because they've just grown because they maybe they never had experience before but they just have grown such differently now in this even this little past month and they haven't done much and just thinking of their long like in the long run their situation it could be they're gonna be a whole new person after four years which is kind of the college goal honestly like I know myself freshman year first semester I came in at 150 pounds at January when I came back I was weighing 200 pounds so my first semester here I gained 50 pounds just I had definitely had the calf definitely helped a little with that one too but Working out definitely was just because I never worked out before I came here. Honestly, I was just I always wanted to try. I was always too scared to go in there with people that I see do all the time. And when I was coming here and I have to come, just being the ability to do it and being like it's not that bad. Even if the person next to you knows how much are how like they they can bench like two hundred pounds. They only bench eighty. Like no matter what, like they they're gonna they're gonna help you. Like even if even if you don't know them, they want that. They want everyone to be helpful, and they're they're so passionate about the, but usually like with the sport and like the strengthening and conditioning that it just seems like everybody there just like wants to help everybody no matter what and I don't know I just really like the environment of being in a weight room now and there's um not particularly um again thanks for having me on I really appreciate the opportunity to come on I know this is really a, a coach's podcast but being first a sport coach's podcast but I appreciate you giving me the opportunity as well to to reflect on some of our strength and conditioning and the, the secondary coaching staff where you don't always see us during game day when when you come and come to the Waldorf or come to any of our away games and see a, and see the Warriors perform but you're but allowing us to be on be on the air too and kind of have our voice heard was something we really appreciate and being able to be recognized as um, as a driving force behind the athletes as someone who's who's out there to help everybody and helps helps people move forward and progress in their own way is it's, it's great to be recognized so again I appreciate that yeah I definitely wanted to have you guys on here I was I, I sent this big email I'm like oh no I forgot strength and conditioning and I really wanted you on here because I don't know if the parents know very well of the strength and conditioning coach they know their head coaches their teams and stuff but I want the parents to get to know what they do and they're all in the long run making them I want them to know who's the person that makes them change when they come back from college and they're 30 pounds heavier, got muscles and everything. Like, I want them to know everybody. Like, I want training and conditioning coach definitely it goes under the radar sometimes, but I think I respect you guys. I really appreciate you guys and giving us a chance to get better at what we do. And I just want the parents to know what you guys are do good, good at and what you guys do, and I appreciate you guys a lot. So thank you again, Brock, for having me here. This was...
a power hour podcast 